Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we have our mailbag episode, which actually is quickly becoming one of my favorites, I would say. Because it's just what? We don't even know what kind of questions we're going to get. We can talk about all kinds of random fantasy football stuff. So I don't know about you, Jeff, but this is kind of becoming my favorite. So Yeah, I like it. A lot of good questions last time. It was kind yeah, of we fun. got good questions coming in this time, too. So it just gets us to think about different situations and different you know things that we weren't thinking about before. So I kind of like that. And what we would do in certain draft situations, who we would keep. We got 20-some questions from everybody off Instagram and Twitter and Reddit and all those good places. So we'll get to those in just a few. Before that, make sure you visit us at fantasyfootballprofit.com. We've got Twitter, we're the FF Profit. Instagram's Fantasy Football Profit. You can always send us an email at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. Make sure you check out our review contest, which is ongoing. If you want some more information on that, just check out our show notes, check out the website. All the information is there. And I think let's just get right into it right away. And away we go. Not waste any time. Let's get to these questions. We're going to start it off with. First, okay, I picked the one that I have no idea how to say this guy's name. I don't know what, what this is. It's L-L-A-M-A Ruler. So, he had a question. If you had to pick one quarterback from the list below, what one would you draft? So, this is kind of simple. It basically goes to our ranks. His options are Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Derek Carr, Tyrod Taylor, or Blake Bortles. And what do you got, Jeff? Uh, I think Derek Carr for yep. me by far. Yeah, it's Derek Carr for me. Based off my ranks, it would go Carr, Winston, Mariota, and then well below them, Taylor and Bortles. I yeah. think there's a drop-off between those top three. I believe my rankings would say the exact same thing, actually. Yep. And Winston has been jumping up mine slightly. He's getting closer to Carr. Tell you the truth, I, I like Mariota a whole lot, too. After yeah. I, I start going into their stats, and, you know, both of them have had phenomenal rookie and, you know, sophomore seasons, so... It'll be really interesting to see what they can do this year. But, yeah, yeah I like a lot of those guys, but definitely Carr for me. Yeah, and any one of those top three, Carr, Winston, Mariota, I'd be perfectly fine with going into the season as them as my quarterback. Would not worry me one bit. I think they're all going to be good. They, I mean, at least one of those guys is going to jump into that top tier, I feel like, and become one of those elite quarterbacks. I don't, th- these are the guys who are going to do it. I don't know which one exactly. Probably Carr. Right. Maybe or Winston. When, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Carr was a, I mean, he's a top 10 guy last year. So they, yeah, he's, that's why I like him too. He's already done it. Yeah. He, I, I like all these guys. All right. Next question from Brandon RK. It's a keeper league question. Pretty simple. Jay Ajayi in the 12th round or Tyreek Hill in the 15th? This is simple for me. It's Jay Ajayi yeah, all day. No brainer whatsoever. Yep. Running back is much harder to get. I like Ajayi anyway. And I'm not sold on Tyreek Hill right now. I'm not either. I think Ajayi is a much better play in that situation. And actually, Tyreek Hill, I actually saw this on, uh, on one of the comments, actually, um, in one of the posts we had from, I think, my overvalued list. We had Tyreek Hill in there. Somebody actually wrote and said Tyreek Hill is basically Devin Hester. Remember when they remember the Bears? Devin Hester was amazing. They tried to put him into the offense a little more. It just it did nothing. Okay, Tyreek Hill's better than that. Yes, yeah. he's already better than that. <laughs> you, you saw my... <laughs> yes, I know he's better than that. But I kind of like that comparison in a way. If they try... Because be, only because when the Bears did that, they took Hester out of some returning... You know, that was what he was... So dynamic was the return game. And they kind of took him out of that. And they all... Chiefs have already said Hill's not going to be returning punts or kicks, one of the two. So are they going to start taking him out of that, which he was so good and which brought his value up? I don't know. Okay, yeah, it's not Devin Hester, but yeah. I kind of like that comment. I, yeah, I get, the, I get the comparison. I get but the comparison. I'm, I'm actually surprised I didn't get enough. I didn't get very much backlash on Tyreek Hill and the overvalued, which yeah, is yeah. Maybe people have cooled off on him I more think, than more I than think, it seemed. I think they have. Which yeah, when it comes to this, you can get a top running back or you can get yeah Tyreek Hill. No, it's yeah. the top running back. And I think both do have upside. I mean, Tyreek Hill, maybe he really is going to bust yeah, out I mean, and be the number one. It could very much happen. But Ajayi, on the same hand did break out last year and was in that starting role already and yep. had some monster games. They have more confidence in him. I, I think you lock and load, you go Ajayi, you're not going to be upset with that pick. Yeah, and I mean, I'd be perfectly fine with Tyreek Hill as the fi- as a keeper in the 15th in the other situation, but if you only yeah, have one. Yeah, it's so late anyway, yeah. And actually, let's jump right into the next question to the Jay Ajayi question. It's from Bakepiece0. Is it worth drafting Jay Ajayi as the 12th pick? He said he's seen many experts place him about 18th. Yeah, I've seen Jai all anywhere from ten to eight and ten to twenty, kind of in like the overall ranks. In you know actual running back ranks, he's usually top ten yet. 
And the 12th, I mean, the, it really depends. If you have the 12th pick, that probably means a 12-team league. You're probably at the end of the first, I would think. I mean, we're just taking a guess here. It's possible. If that is the case, and then you turn around to the 13th, shoot, of course you're getting J.H.I. One of those two picks, I think. It depends on, I guess, who's ahead of you, who what running backs have gone. You know, look at our, you know, in our ranks, if if Devontae Freeman's there, you're going to pick Devontae Freeman. If Gordon's there, you're going to pick Melvin Gordon. If Jordan Howard's there, you're going to pick Jordan Howard. Which, actually, Jordan Howard is, Fantasy Pro's consensus, he is now behind J.H.I. Really? Yeah, really. Hmm. <laughs> what? Surprising. That's I don't I, I don't I see a JJ. I'm kind of surprised. This is my where I'm surprised. I'm surprised someone like Freeman or Murray doesn't fall below those guys because they have Murray has Murray has uh, right well, now. Murray so Freeman is now, hasn't though. Murray is now running back nine. Howard's eight. Ajayi seven, and Freeman six. Ajayi's up to seven as of right now. Hmm. I mean, I'm a personal. I like Howard a little more, but Jai does have a, a very large ceiling. I I totally get that, but. You know, mm-hmm. the same thing. If you make it to 12, I almost guarantee Gordon's gone, right? So maybe yeah. Howard's there, maybe Freeman, maybe Ajayi. Um, if you like Ajayi more than that, you got to go with your gut. I think all three are good. I would personally go uh, Howard first, but. Let's, I'm trying to think this one out a little bit. Okay. We all want, we definitely want to go running back heavy. Yeah. But again, if one of these top receivers are there, you're going to probably go. You, I mean, is it beyond the top four, would you pick, or would you still go running back? Because you know, top four, what? Brown, Julio. Beckham and Evans. Okay, those are, you're probably picking those over Ajayi, I think. Yeah, but those, all four I, of those. They're probably going to be gone. I was say, I have to imagine those four are gone. Are you picking anybody else as wide receiver over Ajayi? Are you going to pick A.J. Green? I mean, Dez is not is ranked below, so you wouldn't even have to worry about that one. Jordy Nelson's ranked ahead of Ajayi right now. Or would you pick Ajayi? I'd pick Ajayi over Jordy. I would too, but this is also the thing. If you are the 12th, and you're at the end of the first, that means you get the first pick in the second round, right? If that's the case, yeah. So, so it doesn't really matter. I guess the question becomes, do you go wide receiver running back or running back running back? Me personally, if Ajayi's there and there's one of – I'm trying to think who would be the second back. If either Howard's there or DeMarco Murray's there or even if Freeman somehow's there, if those guys – if there's two of those guys there, I'm getting two of them. Absolutely. That's All what day. I'm doing. I was going to say Gurley, running back running back for me. Fournette. I think I wait. Fournette would intrigue It me. would. I think I wait, though. And then it, think... dep- it depends on what wide receivers are left, then. De- yeah, true. Because I would be very close on those. But I, I totally agree with you. Howard, Freeman. I think it'd be, you'd be, it'd be really lucky to get those guys to stay. But based off the current consensus fantasy pros ranks, which we like to go off of, as of today, Ajayi, Howard, Murray are all there at 13, 14, 15. You could get two of those three if everything went to plan. That'd be amazing. That's what I would. I'm, I'm great with two of those guys. And, yeah, and like we we've said once, we'll say a million times until the draft. It's much easier to make up for wide receiver, and I would take two of those. If you do have one wide receiver, you absolutely fall in love with. All I ask is at least take one of those guys, and Ajayi would be completely fine at number twelve. I I would feel very very safe. Yep. You get at least one of those if you're going to pair him with a wide receiver in the first two rounds. All right, here we got about let's see. Five straight keeper questions. So, oh, cool. Hit yeah, me. I mean that's what I guess time of year is. It's figuring out these keepers. I'm always interested in these. Ty Wilson, eighty-eight, asks, pick one keeper: Lashawn McCoy or AJ Green. They're, I mean, those are very similar valued guys. Yeah. but it's McCoy, so, McCoy, n- McCoy. From, yeah, no stipulation. No, whatsoever. no stipulation. McCoy. Yeah, I, I take running the running back. back. You know, I'm just telling you, running back. You have to go running back. I also have McCoy ranked ahead of him anyway. I do too, but in. I like AJ a lot. I, oh, he's I want to lock awesome. up. I want to lock up that running back. I mean, either one, either guy you pick, you're going to be very happy with. Yep. But I, I take McCoy because once again, yep. running back is king this year. You have to be able to field the team. Speed Thrills 07 asks, which wide receiver for keeper is it? Alshon Jeffrey or Sammy Watkins? And this pretty. There's no stipulations, nothing here. So you look at it. Alshon, all Alshon. Me. And it, I don't know how long they can keep these guys. Sammy would have more value future, but I don't. I like, yeah, this Sammy Watkins thing. I actually was thinking about this a lot today as I randomly think about all these players all day because, I don't know, I have no life. I don't know why. Fantasy football players are in my head all day. And Sammy <laughs> Watkins was that guy today. And I'm starting to think about drafting Sammy Watkins, and I think, I don't know why. This might be a bold prediction for later on that Sammy Watkins is going to be a wide receiver one at the end of the year. I don't know where this came from. And I might have to think about this a little more. <laughs> I was like, you thought that would be a bold prediction? or <laughs> um, It would be a bold prediction. It is bold. Yeah. First of all, I, yeah, I disagree with you 
no, with but every fiber of my I, and I'm still picking Alshon right here. I'm picking Alshon, and I have Sammy Watkins ranked twentieth right now, and he's probably he's not. That's as high as he will go in my ranks. He's not going to go higher. But if not everyone has, some people have him lower than that. If I could snag, you know, snag him mid twenties as a, I mean, wide receiver rank wise, get him for cheap in an auction, get him late. I think I'm going to be. I think I'd be okay with him as my wide receiver three, just because of the potential upside. I don't think I, I like Alshon a lot, but I don't think Alshon has Sammy Watkins upside. I don't think he does. You might think so. I, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, no, I, I think Sammy Watkins does edge him out talent-wise. and But <laughs> so it's, much risk there. And this is my thing. Yeah, if he was wide receiver so deep, right? If yeah. technically he is your third wide receiver, that's completely fine. But there's no way you are going to be able to get him as your third wide receiver. Maybe. Depends. Some, well, some of these in leagues. In what world? Like maybe if you... If you draft your wide receivers insanely early, yeah. like your first two, but that means that you're struggling. It, it would throw your whole team out of whack because he is going. He does have value because he's that talented, but he comes with such a price tag because of his health injuries. And he is wide receiver 16 right now, I guess. So yeah, see, there's just no. Oh, he is too high. I no wish. Way. I mean, I, maybe, maybe an early he'll drop. That's possible. Yeah, it's it's an auction. So and could he be number one overall? Yeah, he really does have that, that kind of talent, but he also has to put together an insane year and not get hurt. True. I mean, everything would have to collide, and on top, I don't know. I just he might become one of my targets. So I'm just I'm I'm starting to come around and say yeah. Watkins. If you would have said, you know, he's going to be a top ten guy, a top ten wide receiver, and he's only going to he's going to miss uh, less than three games, then we'll, we'll we'll start talking. We have to have a bold prediction episode sometime in August. And we'll, if, we'll you're re- bold, if your bold prediction is we'll, Watkins is number one, I, I want to make, make a bet. Because my even bolder prediction is Sammy Watkins plays 16 games. <laughs> <laughs> that is bold. <laughs> That's a little much, man. Yeah. I don't know about that. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Another keeper question from Derek N9001. Who should I keep? Rodgers in the fifth or Jordan Howard in the 13th? Oh man, I love Rodgers, but this is yeah, a no right? again. Howard, Howard, and <laughs> yeah. and that is unbelievable value. Yeah, that is too Howard good, for. way too good. You get a top ten running back in the thirteenth. Yeah, take it all day. Rodgers in the fifth is actually good value, and I like that. It's just you can't pass but up Howard. Yeah, <laughs> even if you throw him back in, you can you get, get him maybe in the at the worst you get him in the third. He yeah. could go to the fourth. Depends on because your because yeah because there's keepers that you take them out. He's probably you probably have to grab him in the fourth yeah. or yeah maybe the third. Even someone who would you know wants to jump on a quick QB. Yep. I don't know. But yeah, take Howard definitely. Yeah, and I'm I'm not as down on picking Rodgers early as I used to be for quarterback cuz I mean just Rodgers. I mean, the other quarterbacks I'm still waiting, yeah. but And tell you the truth, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick a QB until round 4 anyway, but Yeah, and hopefully that's Rodgers. Yeah. But with keepers, we did, it, it though. does we, throw we it say a, that and then we did it in a mock draft. Yeah, fourth round though, right? No, we did third. Third round? It was yeah. third. It's just the way it were if you're yeah. the back end of a third. Yeah, because it, oh, yeah, it depends on where you like anyone. Top of the third round, no, I'm not picking him. End of the third. Yeah, and, it could work. And with keepers, it throws everything out of whack. Yep. So third might, you know, this could work. All right. Kotar311 asks a dynasty question. Do you keep Teddy Bridgewater or Deshaun Kaiser? And for me, it's Kaiser. This is a dynasty? Dynasty, so, yeah. Oh, man. Future. Who knows? We don't know about Bridgewater, man. I mean, both, he... both are a complete, you know. <laughs> Who knows with yeah, Kaiser and in, in, um, Cleveland. But I think it's Kaiser. I would, I would have to go with Kaiser as well. Be honest, it seems like they're starting to turn around. And Teddy, I really, he's not really a great quarterback for fantasy, but no, I really no. enjoyed watching him. But that knee injury was so gross. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to worry about, and he's on such a a, a Vikings team that's really struggling offensively. And I, I know the other one's Cleveland, but Kaiser, at least you would have a longer time to see if he's going to, you know. If he's going to make waves, if he's going to actually yep. become anything, I, I feel like Teddy is on a short leash because of that that gruesome injury. Yeah, and so. I honestly wasn't. I like Teddy Bridgewater, but wasn't was not high in him as a fantasy football quarterback. No, at the I wasn't time, either. he he was more of a game manager, and I don't know how much more he would have been than that. He, but I very, feel like he was starting to come around. He was. I still don't know if it ever would have been fantasy relevant. I don't yeah, know. and at this point, just man, you don't know. I think yeah. you'd go with Kaiser. I'd take Kaiser, and you just you'd have to bury. There's him more of an unknown. Yeah, it's Kaiser. It, it's Kaiser, and not excited about it, but it's Kaiser. All right, another keeper question. This is a little longer one, so bear with me. I'm going to get through this one. It's from Carpool for one. He has a little question here. <laughs> He's in a 12 person league. It's a half point PPR. They get to start three receivers, two running backs, flex, and then actually some IDP players actually too, which. We don't get an IDP. Good thing he doesn't ask us. <laughs> right. I'm not very good with IDP yet. I don't, and I don't know if I will be. So 
He's picking last in the snake draft, so he'll have picks 12 and 13. He can keep two players. One of them is David Johnson in the 14th round already. So no matter who he picks here, he's set. Yeah, that's right? amazing. So that even makes this – yeah, David Johnson he already has. All right. These are the players he can keep. you got five options. you got Melvin Gordon in the second, DeAndre Hopkins in the fourth, Rob Kelly in the 13th, Spencer Ware in the eighth, or Amir Abdullah in the fourth. And – to me, Rob Kelly's not an option. Amir Abdullah's not an option. DeAndre Hopkins isn't an option. Even though it's fourth round, it's not terrible value. It's still not an option for me. It's Melvin Gordon or Spencer Ware for me. And I'm not a big Spencer Ware fan. If you look at my overvalued list from Friday, it's on Instagram, all that good stuff. He's on it. So I'm not a big fan. It's going to be Melvin Gordon, I think, in the second round. Because think of all these other keepers are going to be gone. If Melvin Gordon gets thrown out there, this guy, he has 12th pick. He'll be gone before the 12th. You won't get Melvin Gordon back, and you'll get a worse second running back right at this point. So you're going to have David Johnson, Melvin Gordon wrapped up right away, and you still got the 12th pick to get yourself a receiver? I like that. Otherwise, you're sitting there with Johnson and Spencer Ware, and you don't know which running back's going to be there. You might end up with the Gurley. Or not even Gurley. It might be worse. It might be Lamar Miller. You, <laughs> and you're, right? I, I couldn't say any better myself. That that's perfectly well said. I would take Gordon. I know it looks like a larger a larger price tag because you have to use your second-round pick on him, but he's a first-round guy anyway. You're still getting value, and you have David Johnson. Yeah. The That's ridiculous. So, it's hard to say because I don't know who else is being kept, but dude, you have to think there's other of these top guys being yeah, kept. So. Lock up two of the five top backs and just you know mm-hmm. laugh your way to the playoffs as long as you you know do your due diligence yep. for the rest of the well, for the rest of the draft. And I would have to think most leagues like this that can keep off a round value. Jordan Howard's kept, I'm sure, based off where he probably would have been drafted. Jay Jai is most likely kept, based off where he was drafted. So already those are two guys up there that are going to be. And Freeman's probably kept, I would think, from a couple years ago if somebody kept you know, kept him yet. Yeah. So there's yeah. probably a lot of guys gone. It's a big dominoes effect, too, because, I mean, usually they lock, but people talk. And as soon as you start realizing all these running backs are going and there's yep. really only 10, 12 that you can really count on, people start locking them down anyway. You start you know, valuing running back, the position higher than other ones. So, yep. Yeah, we've talked about this, locking down running backs. Man, you've locked down – that right there is two top five running backs in most people's minds, for mine and yours both. You have two of the top five. I mean, you're in good shape. Yeah. Really good shape. So, Melvin Gordon it is, yeah. yeah sometimes you like Spencer Ware in the eighth. I don't even know why I'm thinking about that. I don't like Spencer Ware. It's it, – it's- a very good value for a it running is a back good value. It's that just, right now is the starter. He is the starter, and he could be fine. I just, I'm not excited about him. And yeah, that could turn out, but I say take the safe pick for yeah. your keepers. All right, Fantasy Zombie 17 asks, or he kind of has a statement, actually, in a way, too. As why should I draft Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, or Stephon Diggs at their current ADPs? When I can get Willie Sneed, Michael Crabtree, Tyrell Williams, and Adam Thielen way later in the draft, and the production slash upside is comparable. That's a good. That's a really good point there. And basically, he's looking at you know Michael Thomas, Willie Sneed there. Yeah, why would you draft Michael Thomas basically as a seventh wide receiver now in the draft? Or you can just pass on him, get running backs, get Willie Sneed later. I agree with that. Same thing, you know, Mari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. I like I like Cooper. But I get I get I get the point. Crabtree's been similar. Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, you might not agree. Do you think that's comparable? Which one? Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams. Yes, it, I think yeah. it has been. But they've never yeah. played together. Have they? They've I, never played together. No, and I, I think it'll be I think it'll be different too because Mike Williams. Yeah. It's not the same as the other ones. But in general, I actually love the way this guy is thinking. It's yeah, so exactly. true because if you do look in past years, they line up incredibly. And you're talking about even Michael Thomas and Cooks, right, last year? Yeah, um, yeah. They were right next to each other. Crab, and Cooper, right next to each other. I mean, it, it does happen more than you think. Um, and and no, it's even one. funnier. He's, he's naming the same offenses that, that do this. <laughs> so it's year in, yep. year out. And then the last one, yeah, Diggs Thielen. I completely agree with that. I'm not a big Diggs guy. I, well, I like Diggs, but I'm not. I, I just, like Diggs more than Thielen. I'm not big on any Vikings wide receiver yep. to be, but to his point, you know, it, it continues the mm-hmm. the train of thought. 
Um, I did hear, totally aside, but I did hear Treadwell is going to get, uh, it seems like he's going we'll to see. be yeah, we'll in the see. mix for the, the third wide receiver, which should you know, be really interesting. I, I'm hoping not now. I, I feel bad for saying this, but I'm kind of not wanting to ever see Laquan Treadwell be good because I traded him away in our Dynasty League. So <laughs> he, has a, he has a death penalty on him now for yeah, your team. he does. We could get into that later, but yeah, I traded him in, and Paul Perkins in a deal, and it didn't work out. <laughs> so maybe Dynasty advice, you shouldn't listen to me, but... But to saying that, those guys that you named, yep. um, I, you know, we differ on a few, but I absolutely I, do agree with you in, in theory on this mm-hmm. principle. And, yeah, so go after guys that are have more high, you know, upside or whatever, the, the true all-stars that you try to get one at least, and then you can fill in with those guys for much less. And those guys are probably going to be the ones on your bench. And yep. if you're playing those on bye weeks or your wide receiver three, you are going to be in phenomenal shape. And you'll take a little crap from it, I'm sure, after the draft because people are going to look at them and they undervalue them like crazy. But just you know, keep with that principle, and I'm telling you, it will it will pay off. Well, yeah, this this goes to our point about wide receivers too. Like this is completely why we draft running backs over maybe the Michael Thomas and Mari Cooper's. I like Mari Cooper a lot this year too, but if there's a running back there, I'm getting the running back, mm-hmm. and that's kind of our point. Yeah, there's those guys later on aren't much worse. They maybe don't have as quite as much upside. Maybe their floors, maybe, you know, their ceiling's a little lower, but not much. And they definitely could break out, especially Snead. I really yeah, I think, I think Willie Snead on that one is... And who knows what Tyrell will we, we don't know yet. Yeah, he's, a, he's a little tougher just because just, of all the other weapons. And they still have, uh, you know, they drafted the Mike big Williams man. Mike yeah, but the big we, man we, don't know, we don't know. He, yeah, he might still be hurt going into the year. And who knows, if, Keen, if Keenan Allen's hurt, if he can't come back, and then if Mike Williams stays hurt, then Tyrell Williams is very interesting. We need to talk about him more. Yes, just because the potential. That's actually a good point as well. You don't pay a lot, and then one injury, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden you have a number one guy that was yep. already going to get a lot of production. There's no risk in that. You know, that's that's uh, that would be a phenomenal pick. All right, back to back questions from Fantasy Zombie Seventeen. Here's a good one. My league has a rule where you have to play a rookie each week, starting by week five. Who are some good end of draft rookies to potentially stash? Whoa! This First is of all, yeah. If you have to play a rookie every week, yeah. I mean, there's some. There's not many that you're going to be able to play every week. Joe Mixon might be one, but obviously he's going to go ahead. Then of you know, at this point, how many rookies do we have that we know for sure? Fournette for sure. So yeah. yeah. So you get Fournette in the second round. Yeah, you're set. You can do that, but you don't want to reach for him. So who are the guys down here? McCaffrey. There's McCaffrey and Mixon could be in the mix, but they're earlier. So if you really go deeper. I mean, I really think by week five, I think Samaj P. Ryan is an end-of-draft guy who personally I believe is going to be the guy. He's going to be the starting running back there at some point. Yeah. In week five, I don't know if – he could be by week five could. around there. And that's a tough one. In that situation, I, I probably would – it'd be very nice to get a wide receiver as well. Yeah, um, I'm trying to they're think easier like, to plug in. Yeah, I'm trying – okay, you know what? Honestly, I would go for one of these guys, but if you're in a situation where you have to play that rookie – do you get a rookie tight end later? Do you get that and that's your guy you play and you don't it's, then you don't put a guy in at wide receiver running back who's not ready and you're just going to hurt yourself? I think it's tight end. Yeah, it, it very well could. I think that's the lesser of all the evils that could right? happen, especially if you don't go out and pay for a tight end, right? Yeah. So if you don't have Grunkow- if you have Gronkowski, you're not going to do this, yeah. right? But if you end up not going and getting one, you know, it wouldn't hurt you that badly to play you know, kind of stream them, but a Najoku and OJ Howard. That's I think I, it's I think a that's, tough one because I know rookie tight ends don't do it. No, but I think that's but at the, the same time. There's le- but yes, you still want to get one of those guys then to try to maybe stash later on, like a P Ryan or yeah. Hunt's getting up there a little bit more on these draft boards. Okay, so Cream Hunt would be a good one as well. Even wide receiver wise, if you go deep, Zay Jones could be there, and he could be a guy you could put in as a. I don't know how many wide receivers you start if it's three wide receivers, and it's I don't know what size league it is. If it's twelve team, that's a little better of a player, more consistent, but. Yeah, I and think tight end is where you want to go to be to hurt. I mean, well, I think that's an I think that's an easy way in order to if you absolutely have to play one, that would be an easy one to plug in. But I do think that there's places you can find, you know, depending on the high, you know what the positions are. If you have three wide receivers compared to two, whatever it may be, the flex position. Um, I, I do think there's a few other good ones that will be ready by week five about um, that you can get really late, and that one of them would be De- De- Deontay Foreman for me. Um, I think he's going to share the load with Lamar Miller. I think he'll be goal line back. I think he is going to be a sneaky play, mm-hmm. and I like him a lot. Um, and another one that would be interesting, um, 
is a uh, I think we already said uh, Zay Jones obviously, but John Ross keeps slipping, and yeah. and I think he's gonna be he's gonna be hit or miss. But he does have that speed. He is on a team with AJ Green and Eifert, so they're gonna have to look elsewhere. Um, he's probably going to try to take the top off the defense every single play, so you're just hoping for that home run. But if he's really that late, he will get a lot of playing time, and you're not gambling near as much if, if you go for, you know, a, a, even Deontay Foreman or, or Curtis Samuel or something like that. You don't know exactly how it's going to work out yet. I think he's pretty safe. Yep. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to find a way around this rule. <laughs> trying, to, trying to find a rookie kicker. That's what you got to do. Is there a rookie kicker? I'm, I'm trying to look. Jake Elliott from Cincinnati. I think he's a rookie kicker. Maybe. It's actually pretty brilliant. I'm not I, gonna I, lie. Right? I'm not gonna lie. I kind of hate you for thinking of that. That's actually really right, good. Right. So fantasy zombie, if you're listening, hopefully you're listening. Try to find a rookie kicker. I think that's the way to do it without trying to really. And that's a, no. That's a. I mean, yeah. Still get these guys, and if one works out, you're great. You can set the term every week. But if I don't know, if there's no rule against it. Yeah, I do it all day. Right? That's the way to do it. Not have to really try to, you know, build your team around this rule. Yeah, because otherwise, you, with this rule, you'll probably see Fournette, McCaffrey, Mixon, Corey Davis, and uh, and my big man, Mike Williams, These guys probably go, jump up yeah, in right. value because they'll be worth to. it. Yep. And the P. Ryan and Hunts are going to go earlier yeah. than they would have. I'm starting to wonder how, how high even Delvin Cook or something, who yeah. does come with, yeah. because he's on the Vikings, who knows, but I like his talent. You might have to start looking at, um, what's his name? Is it Jamal Williams from Green Bay, who could be, you know, just because he could share the load with time. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be a guy, but he's going to. At the draft, you're still guessing. Yeah. So you or might be could, picking a guy that's not going to play. It might not even be him. It might be Aaron Jones, the other running back they got. Yeah. So. And there's Elvin Kamara, but he's on the, you yeah. know, three There's a lot piece. of options, but yeah. Try the kicker route. Yeah, if there is a kicker, yeah. I think I think there is. There's this out. Al- Al- we'll have to make Al- sure he roses. We'll have to make sure that he wins the job, first of all. Yeah, that's you never but quite know. That would be a great one. I think that's a way around it. Jake Elliott. Yeah, Jake Elliott from Cincinnati. He is the Bengals' new kicker. That's where you go. You get Jake Elliott at kicker, and you take him just unless they've made a rule against it, which I they might not have thought this hard. So if they yeah. did, okay, we're completely just yeah. Our but if not, take him in the the third to last <laughs> round and, and just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one here is Zach Sammy nineteen S. Which rookie would you recommend picking that would still be around fiftieth overall pick in a PPR league? And honestly, that's going to be most. I think only guys going ahead of that spot are probably. Let me think here. Obviously, Fournette's going to go ahead of that. McCaffrey's going to go ahead of that. Who do you think else is going to go ahead of that? Mixon's probably going to be around fifty. Cook's going to be a little bit deeper than that, a little further down than that. I would, you know, I would think. So, hmm. If you actually are looking, you want to, you're set at fifty. Joe Mixon, I guess, is a guy there. If you're going deeper than that. I wouldn't reach though if you're like unless there's some kind of rule you have to do. I wouldn't reach, honestly. Like Mixon, Cook are going to be around that level, but after that, I'm not reaching because it's going to be a while before there's the next rookie. I feel like that would be even top 100, right? Like yeah, not too many are above that. That's kind no, of weird. I mean, like, and, and why do you need a, a rookie? I guess the I just don't know the, the, the question like yeah, leaves a, a lot to. We kind don't know of exactly, but if but, round 50, yeah, Mixon's still a good option, and then. Even cook a little bit later than that. After that, don't reach for a rookie just to get a rookie. I would wait. Then there's a lot of good. We're gonna actually have a whole episode on rookies. I think at some point again, just kind of go over their situations. But I wouldn't reach for a rookie and even late rookies like in a PPR league, especially. I think Zay Jones we just is going to be a good option in a PPR league. Number two receiver for Buffalo could be number one if Sammy's hurt, which we don't. You know, we, we joked about Zay Jones who get a lot of catches. What he had 150 catches or something ridiculous last year. Yeah. In college, so do you have any other any other guys you would think here? There's nobody like around fifth. I'm saying like that. There's not many. There's probably there's probably only about four guys. Maybe Corey Davis is the down there a little bit, but in the top 100, even it's Fournette, McCaffrey, Mixon, Cook. Maybe Corey Davis jumps in, right? There's and then after that, there's nobody in the top 100. Even after that, would be Kareem Hunt and P. Ryan. I would you know kind of go with those guys, right? That's. And Zay Jones, then you know that that kind of thing. 
Yeah, I don't have anyone else that I would really endorse right now. I mean, if you really had a, you know, maybe we could hit up some some rookie sleepers. Maybe I'd have a few, but that would be really that'd be you reaching. Yeah, just at, don't you know. don't reach just for a rookie unless you have some huge keeper incentives, yeah. which maybe makes it different. Yeah, but. or maybe I mean, unless this is the dynasty league we're talking about, then you know, but all of, all rookies are valued way overvalued in a dynasty, and yep. that would change the whole landscape of that. But all right, fantasy zombie seventeen with another question. Do you view Cam Newton or Des Bryant as a bounce-back candidate, or are their days as a top fantasy player over? And I think we're going to have very similar responses, and I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. Cam's done. Des is great. Yeah, you know it. So, right? I mean, pretty much. Cam Newton, what he did in 2015 is going to be his career year, and he will never be above that. He, he will never reach that again, and I don't think he's going to come close. Maybe passing-wise he will, but we've gone over Cam Newton. His passing stats, his touchdowns have never been great, except for that one. Just everything came together that year. Just it was, you know, amazing. His running numbers are never going to be what they were either. He's still going to have good running numbers, but they have all these guys. Stewart's still there. They drafted McCaffrey. Even Curtis Samuel is a wide receiver, but he's kind of a running back. It's he's the same kind of thing. There's no need to. I mean, Cam's been getting hurt because of this running the ball thing. He just doesn't need to. It's obviously going to be part of his game. It's never going to leave, but it's just going to come natural sometimes. And they will have some designs, but he's never going to become that. He might be top 15 quarterback. I had him ranked 10th in our early ranks, but I think I've already dropped him to around 14th. And you have him 16th. I was going to say, that's my boy. So, and Dez, what do you have to say about Dez? Dez seems to be your guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny to think a bounce back here. I mean, it, he, when he was healthy, when he was in, he, he was wonderful again. Mm-hmm. And he also did that with a rookie quarterback, pretty much them leaning on the offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, there was a lot of things working against him, and he was still wonderful. Um, I wouldn't even consider it a bounce back. I would consider it just, you know, a full healthy year. Um, I think he's a, a top 10 wide receiver, no doubt. When he's in, he commands the ball. They will give it to him. I mean, even last year, he still had eight touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think he'll. I think he'll be double digit touchdowns uh, once again. Yeah, I. If he plays a full season, I definitely see him having a bounce back completely. Yeah. I. And when he plays a full season, he's never had less than twelve touchdowns. You know, and a lot so, of people have been down. I think on our ranks, we they've you know seen about Des because I think you ranked him fifth and I ranked him sixth. We we're both high on him, and I've, that's one of the more talked about players in our rankings. I see is people. Oh, Des shouldn't be that high, but why not? I mean, when you look, if you take his numbers from last year over 16 games, they're just, they're great. And they only got better at the end of the year except for one week. Yeah. And, and you know, the maybe there's one or two wide receivers you could jump above him. But you will be hard-pressed to find, besides for maybe Julio Jones, to have a more athletic and strong wide receiver going up, taking balls away from DBs. Yep. He is, with besides for Julio, the biggest beast in the NFL when it comes to physicality. And that's why he's such a big red zone threat as well. I mean, and they didn't add anybody at wide receiver. No, he, he is without a doubt the number one. I mean, far and away too. Their number two is Williams, completely fine. Uh, he's a he's a pretty good wide receiver, but he doesn't compare anything to Des. And Witten's getting older. Um, and tell you the truth, I don't even mind if they double him. I don't mind what they do to him. Des will get his his catches, especially with that run game. Because what are you going to do? Are you going to let them just run it up the middle every single time? Or are you going to try to load up the box once in a while and then Des will get one-on-one coverage? I agree completely. We have to have maybe some difference of opinion, but that one we can't. (laughs) It's just the way it's going to be. MFIC77 asks, any interest in Deshaun Jackson this season now that he's in Tampa? No. We're not, I was going to say we're not going to differ on this one either. Not really. I mean, no. It's, this is one of, there's, you, there's not a lot of guys I would ever say to just not draft and I'd avoid, but there, I mean, even on – I can't see myself ever playing Deshaun Jackson, even in bye week situations. Because in bye week situations, I want to go for – me personally, I go the safe route. Get a guy who I know, okay, he's going to give me six or seven points, maybe minimal. He's going to get that. Deshaun Jackson gets you one. He could get you 15 to 20, but he very well could get you one. And he's never been a guy I've really liked having on my team. I think I actually had him on my team one time, like in 2010 or something. I didn't even like it then, so – yeah. Just not a fan. I yeah, mean, I'm the I'm the same way. And and right now he was he's the 76th overall, um, which is not a completely 
bad value if you think that he's going to kind of make a, uh, have a bounce back with Tampa Bay. Is it possible? Yeah, sure. He still has some of that speed. I, I don't think the like like Craig mentioned. I don't think he's going to be reliable. He has never been in his career. Um, and for me, that's a pick I can go towards someone that has more upside, mm-hmm. or I can buoy my team with someone that's just a safer pick. Yep. I think both have a, a better value than what Deshaun Jackson brings. Yeah, and he's yeah he's going to have some really good weeks, but how? Who knows? Which you're going to be completely just. It's completely shot in the dark to guess which weeks those are. So just, he's not going to do that on the week you need him for a bye week. Basically, I know that for a fact. So <laughs> just not a fan. Here's another guy we're probably not a fan of. And he has an interesting name. It's JJ Slayer, 15. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I, I got a laugh out of us. Do you think uh, this won't get a laugh? I mean, maybe it will. Do you think Tavon Austin will be good this year? I got a simple answer for you. No, <laughs> no. I don't. No, <laughs> just oh man, no. But okay, T- Tavon Austin. Okay, try to Tavon Austin. Right. He's, I've, I've actually I can't remember if it was last year, the year before, two years ago. I kind of bought into a little bit of the Tavon Austin hype. Okay, this I feel like this is another good. I feel like. He is a, a Tyreek Hill that that never it made never the happened. transition. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, really athletic guy, speedster. Unfortunately, even if he was on a good team, I'd probably have reservations, and he's on a, a, a team that has no passing game right now. So I I have no need for him. No. Nope. Um, I don't want him. I, I I like the player, you know, just in general, but not for fantasy. At yeah, all. and and if he if he breaks out, hey, I'm gonna miss on it. It's yeah, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm just gonna miss because it's just yeah, I don't see it happening. Exactly. There's a chance, yeah, maybe like a two percent chance. Right. I did, and there's gonna be always those players that you look at and you're like, they do have the potential does, to eventually but, break out, and I'm okay with missing out on those points because it's hey, way too high of a risk. And that's that's one of them for me. Maybe, totally maybe the new coaching staff will know how to use him. It's possible. It's just not somebody I'm even thinking I, about. Yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. No, I'm not, just, it's not even on my radar. No. There's other guys I'd get down I, there. I think you, you see what he's going to do. And, yep. you know, he's worthwhile to have on an NFL team. He's not worthwhile to have on my fantasy team. Yep. All right, Clayton78MS. How much does Eric Decker impact Corey Davis's value? That's a very good question. Uh, the thing is, I don't honestly think it's going to affect it like a huge amount because I wasn't ever really big on Corey Davis this year in regular leagues. I mean, yeah, I thought he could be fine. I wasn't really targeting him, and he's still going to go late. And if he's good, if Corey Davis is good and he's like a number five pick should be, Eric Decker's not going to matter to him. He's going to overtake him and just be amazing anyway. Eric Decker might have more of an impact, I think, on Richard Matthews. Than he will Corey Davis. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Richard Matthews takes a huge hit because you got both of these guys. He's going to play in the slot. Um, you know, he he already had trouble getting into the end zone, kind of. Uh, you know, he he played really well, but he played over expectation. I think he'll probably bring those numbers down to earth. Um, very good wide receiver, but now that you're playing that slot, you're going to get those middle routes, and um, I think it could actually help. Though I'll be honest, um, at first Corey Davis would have to step in and really be that red zone threat because, yep. um, you know, but now if you have all three of those wide receivers and Delaney Walker, who do you guard? All of a sudden you have a very dynamic offense in the red zone, not to mention two beasts, you know, running the ball. I like that offense, man. Yeah, and Decker, Decker, yeah, Decker is a red zone threat every single yeah. year. He he does well. He I think he scores at least eight touchdowns a year. Um, I think Corey Davis could get a lot more one-on-one attention. And I really do think that he is uh, good enough as a rookie to get open when it when if you just have one on one coverage for him, and he's bigger than the normal wide receiver coming into the league. Yep. I, I like him quite a bit. I, I think it helps him, but he is a rookie, so you know, temper expectations. Yeah, I think he's still good. Yeah, you just don't rookies wide receivers don't usually break out yeah. quite. <laughs> they're not Beckham. They're not Michael Thomas. Even it doesn't usually yeah. happen. But I think he has the ability to. To maybe he yeah. jumps up in touchdowns this year when I thought maybe it was going to be a lower yeah. number. I think he has the opportunity. Yeah, now. and they're still never going to be passing the ball all day. They don't need to. So exactly. All right, fantasy zombie seventeen again. His final question. He asked, "How would you rank this cluster of running backs?" And it's Lamar Miller, Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, Isaiah Crowell, Marshawn Lynch, and Carlos Hyde. That actually works out. Wow, it's exactly my eleven through sixteen. Exactly my eleven through sixteen. My ranks. I have Fournette at eleven. Miller at 12, Crowell at 13, Hyde at 14, and Lynch at 15. So I just updated these recently. You haven't updated yours as, as recent. 
Yeah, I'm trying how, to think. What how would, would you rank them now? I'm trying to think what a uh, Fournette would be. Let me tell you originally what you had. Okay. Here, let me see. Let me pull your ranks up. Let's see. These are my ranks are pretty old at the moment. Who? What? What am I missing? I'm missing one guy here. Okay. Whoa, I'm losing your ranks, Jeff. Fournette. It went Fournette, Gurley, Hyde, Lynch, Crowell, Miller. How would you would you change? What would you change now? Is Hyde still up there? Lynch still up there? Crowell would he move up? Right. Miller's still the bottom for you, yeah, right? Yeah, Miller would still be the. Well, he's my second, but yeah, Miller would still be. It would. It would Hyde and Miller would be the end of mine. Hyde is starting to scare me a bit. I'm um, actually back on the Hyde bandwagon. I, I like. Him. I dropped I, off. I still and I'm get back. scared compared to those other running backs. <laughs> yeah, he scares yeah. me. So uh, Miller would be at the bottom, then Hyde, um, and then it gets really interesting. Um, I'm missing one. Uh, so are you still going Fournette at the Fournette top? Fournette would be the top one. Then Gurley, yet? Isn't it your number this two? Is, yeah, this is where it would get really interesting. Um, or is Crowell jump there now? Well, Crowell, Gurley, and Lynch, I feel like all have made – they're all very, very similar, and I feel like they're all coming together. I'm really expecting someone to separate themselves. I think in my eyes, uh, a, I think I would go Crowell – Crowell, Gurley, Lynch. And I think Lynch has an ability to really jump up there. But that's where I'd go right now on uh, the possibility. I think Crowell has a higher ceiling than even Gurley does right now. Yep, so it went Fournette, Crowell, Gurley, Lynch. Hyde, Miller. All right, and then me, it was Fournette, Miller, Crowell, Hyde, Lynch, with Gurley above them. Miller could drop. That's going to be the one in mind who might drop below Crowell and Hyde. Actually, he might drop all the way to the bottom. It's, I don't know, they're very inter- – this is a very in- – that's a good question because these are – and we all – the only player you have ahead of any of those guys, you had – that was that's your 10 through 14, mm-hmm. and then you had McCaffrey before Miller. Right. So, yeah, it's almost See, all those guys are jumbled right there. Yeah, that's a pretty good mix. That yeah. is – and they're very similar. They're, I think I, out of those guys, Miller probably has the least upside. Fournette, obviously. Fournette, Gurley, we have great upside. Mm-hmm. Crowell, Lynch – Kind of there and Hyde, I don't know. He has upside, I think, quite a bit. It's just him and Miller come with a lot more question marks, yeah. and that's why they they kind of fell to the bottom. That is a tough one, though. Those, yeah. are, those are very interchangeable Lynch is, players. Lynch is one that I'm really in, in, interested about, it, and it definitely matters on his ADP. I might go after him hard because I really do think he's gonna he'll be returned to form, and I just love the way he plays, and yeah. he is clear cut the number one for Oakland. <clears throat> I'm sorry for the Raiders. Um, so that'll be interesting, but that's a very, very good question. But, yeah. All right. Next, we have three more questions here. This is from Noah. Hopefully it says Goldilocks. I think that's what his name is. All right. He says he's got the twelfth pick or the 10th pick, and it's a 10-person league, half-point PPR. He says, I'm thinking I should pick Melvin Gordon and Jordan Howard slash Devontae Freeman should they be available. Should I stick with running backs or their, at those picks or look at wide receiver? So this is half-point PPR, but it's not full point, so you don't have to go too crazy. If, I'm thinking, if you're 10-11 and you can get Gordon and Howard or Gordon Howard, two of those three, I still do it yeah, every I time. Too. I do it every time, and I don't care that it's even half point. I'm still going those three. Question, if it's half point, do any of those three running backs uh, trump the other one? Honestly, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't feel like any of the, Hmm. Maybe. I, yeah, I was going to say, I actually don't think so. I don't my, think so. My, I just don't feel like it's going to make a big difference to me. I think I would still go Gordon Howard, personally. I think so. I think so, too. Because half, I mean, half point, yeah, you get some extra. But even if they, I mean, I'm, what? Four catches, you get two points, right? Yeah. You know, I'm, like, I'm just taking the guys point. that are going to be in the entire time. And Freeman, yeah. unbelievable. He's a beast. But Coleman is still in there. And he steals a lot of catches from yeah. Freeman. So I don't think you get the added bonus. So. Yeah, and you know, like a lot, our, most of our opinions are completely just you know based off standard too. So I know they do that. We always think that way, but even in half point, it's very similar. I don't think they're getting enough catches to make a difference. They're not getting David Johnson no. Bell level catches. And I also don't think that that half point puts any of the wide receivers that that would be up there that you would be not considering enough, at the yeah. point to jump any of those running backs. Just n- not for me. They're just no, not. no. I don't think so either. All right, Gbird ninety nine. He said he did our draft lottery yesterday. He got the tenth pick out of twelve. He's looking to target AJ Green in the first round and then Jordy on the turn. He says, are these two solid options, or is there a better pick to be had at twelve? He says, I feel like Atlanta is going to have a regression with Kyle Shanahan gone, so they won't be able to support the two headed dragon of Coleman Freeman. So he must be thinking he doesn't want to draft Freeman. He's mm-hmm. not, you know, mm-hmm. set there because Freeman might be around at ten. I don't know if this is PPR or not. 
But I'm telling, say we this is probably this is we keep bringing this up. I still think you if one of those running backs is there, if it's maybe okay, if he's not sold on Freeman, he's not sold on Freeman. It's fine. If Howard is there, I'm getting Howard in one of those two picks. He could be or Ajayi. I think I still get one of those two guys. And the worst thing about that too, you were the tenth unless it's his PR, yeah, yeah. If so he goes tenth. So if he's tenth out of twelve, so he goes tenth, he'll have what four picks, and then he'll pick again. Yeah, and then you're coming back, and I feel like you have to. You have to get a running back. If you I don't get a running back the, in the twelve team league, I feel like you have to get him that first round too. You can't get AJ Green and then wait, even though yeah. you might want to do it because you you put yourself in a real real bad position where. One so, of those guys that we just talked about being interchangeable is going yep. to be Brett's option. So basically, at this point, if if he were to take those two receivers, his next pick is twenty seventh overall, and you're picking your first running back at twenty seven. I'm not unless I mean even if it's his full point PPR, I'm not liking that. No, it, that would hurt really, really. Badly. I, I mean, I'm fine with going running back receiver here if you want to split it up and get two of them. You mm-hmm. know, when I think you need that running back, and, and who knows in a in a PPR, if, see, maybe, I, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I don't and know if, if it is a PPR, it's quite possible you could be able to wait. Yeah, get AJ Green and then your running back. Yep. But you know, unless you really have a uh, unless you really have a crush on one of those guys like a a Gurley Crowell Lynch, um, which would they're all great running backs. But if you can grab one of those that are a little bit safer, I definitely would. Yep. All right, final question of the show, and it comes from Fantasy Football Authority. He asks, who is your favorite middle round pickup, rounds five through eight, and who is your favorite late round pickup? So basically nine and beyond. Five through eight. Let me think. This isn't going to be necessarily like ranks-wise. I'm trying to think. Who is in those kind of rounds, who's a guy – I really, really like here. That's the wonderful part. I love a lot of guys five through eight. Yep. I abs- I think you can get a ton of value here. So there's yeah, a bunch so of too. We, we talk about them a lot, it, but I think if I had to pick one, mine would be Willie Sneed. Exactly. Okay, I, was, well, I was about to say Willie okay, Sneed too. You, if you say Willie Sneed, I, I was 100 percent going to say Willie okay. Sneed. Now you're going to say Martavis Bryant. Yeah. I was okay. Say, I think like, b- both of them. Willie Sneed is safer. I think Martavis Bryant legitimately could be. God, we're just okay. Just before we're way too on the same. Level here. This yeah, is not our, good. Our drafts are going to really, yeah. But, yeah really Willie Steen, Martavis Bryant, I think, are just w- great picks in these kind of middle rounds. I mean, wide receiver wise, because they could be really top end wide receiver twos, I believe. Oh, yeah. So yeah, without they're, a doubt. Without a doubt, my favorite in this this kind of spot. I like them ahead of a lot of these receivers that are ahead of them, especially, I mean, when you look at the value you're getting. And you know what I love about that, too? This would this is also a great place. I, and that's at the end of this. So we're talking like seven through nine. Yeah, kinda. it is. And it's, yeah. There's a lot of those quarterbacks you can get there, too. We're talking Cousins, yep. Carr, Mariota, yep. Winston. So that's another place. That's a great place to get a quarterback yep. as well. And be honest, like, honestly, there's not a lot of running backs in those rounds that I'm really loving. So that's why I'm saying get those running backs early. Yeah, I mean, it's, Gore, really I'm, okay, I'm still okay with Gore because I think he's safe, but you need to have a bunch of guys ahead of him, and he still doesn't even want to start him. No, I, I, like, I would like him because I think he, he has a, a ton of value because you can throw him in a flex, you can throw him in as a running back too. What about Bilal Powell? You still like him there? He's starting to, well, I, you, you, start the hear, yeah, you start hearing and, about stuff like that. But then I also heard about Bilal Powell being able to be a, a yeah, workhorse back if Forte wasn't there. So I'm getting mixed, and I always hate, you know, the Jets are always just a dumpster fire in, as far as what you know until something happens, until the year starts. So, oh, this random question. If you had to guess, how old do you think Powell is? He's an older back. He's right? like 28 he's, or something. He's 28. He's going to be 29 yeah. season. Like, I, was, he just has kind less. Of, I mean, he, hasn't, into he it, hasn't been a real no. starter, so he has less wear on his but body. But still, like, that kind of like surprised me in a way. Where I'm like, there's, I thought he was you a younger back like, at first too, until the beginning of the season. Like yeah. especially in the Jet situation where they're completely in a rebuild. Powell, even at he's just become a starter. He's not in their future plans, so who knows what they'll do? You know. Yeah. But honestly, the running back wise, I'm not loving it. Either. It's basically to me those rounds is Willie Snead and Martavis Bryant. They both I mean obviously we both knew it right away. Yeah. They stand out. I, I think the only running back in here maybe Peterson because he's late. Is well, that still, okay. Still not, actually, I take that back. There's a few I like. They all come with, but. But yeah, Amir, Doug Martin, Amir Abdullah, and Doug Martin are there. Yeah, those are those are two interesting ones as well. All right, we go now to the next little tier of players here, nine through fifteen. Nine through fifteen, huh? And I mean, this is a big. This is where all our sleepers come in, then basically. Mm-hmm. And it could be Devonte Parker is there probably around the ninth round, and he's a big guy from big time guy for me. He's going to be there probably around. It's about round nine, I would say. You can get Parker. I, I like that a lot. Or you can get these, where you can get these deeper. 
these quarterbacks later, like Rivers, could be in this kind of, you know, spot. But for me, I think it is going to be Devontae Parker in these late rounds because I think he's going to be round nine. It's yeah, it's definitely it's it's Parker for me. He's, he's, every time it's Parker for me. <laughs> Who 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 do you think here? Late? Yeah, I really. I mean, I really like Devontae Parker there. That's a really nice Meredith. pick. I mean, I am actually Cam Meredith would probably be mine. Man, there is so many here to to like walk through. I mean, at this point too, like Kareem Hunt is down there. Yeah, there's, I, a, lot I of, really, there's a lot of upside running backs. Yeah, down I really there, like, like those that kind of pick. Yeah. Um, and also my man Hunter Henry is down there. You know, and pick like a 112th overall yep. or something crazy. So I really like that. So you you start filling out positions. But, yeah, I would have to say uh, probably Cam Meredith. I think yep. he could be a legit wide receiver, too, that you can get as your wide receiver well, four or something crazy. Speaking of Bears receivers, I'm telling you, Kevin White. I don't, it's starting to – Kevin White. Starting to catch the fever, he, He's huh? – I don't know why. Just just remember the name again. Keep Bring it back to your memories. He's 152nd overall ranked right now. Wide receiver 61. You can't get much more potential value out of a wide receiver 61. Just – the what he could be like just that's he's a he's a freak athlete we'll it's, see i mean he's he's three spots behind Kenny Stills he's four spots behind Ted Ginn yeah right? he's kind of a forgotten man right now i mean can is he really should he be behind those guys uh, not i don't think he should he's only one spot ahead of Robert Woods yeah. he's two spots ahead of JJ Nelson he has a Right, a ton of upside compared to those guys. All right, that's it for the mailbag. Good little batch of questions there. I always like that. It's just a bunch of random stuff we don't maybe players don't talk about, but then it's being players we talk about every time. Yeah, no kidding. Give me the same guys, but that's it for today's show. We'll be back again with one more episode this week, the safe players episode. We'll talk about more guys that are you know these low floor guys might not have as high of ceilings, but they're just good players to round out your team because I feel like too many people forget about these kind of guys. And just, it's all about upside, upside, upside. Hey, it, it can't all be about upside. you got to get some safe guys in there, too. But we'll talk about that next time. And we'll see you guys then.